Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so happy to have you here with us at Oracle Soup. And we've got some really yummy, lovely things in the kitchen, don't we, Gina? We certainly do. We are going to really brew it up in this topic, the thing that we're going to discuss. I'm really excited to, to talk about, as usual. I love doing these conversations and these podcasts with, with my sister, Katrina. And uh, yeah, we, we are got some really good stuff to throw in today. Well, you know, one thing that we've been talking about is the fact that February is here and we often associate February with special little holidays that are close to our heart, such as Valentine's Day. Yes, and usually this is sometimes when uh, Mardi Gras falls uh, in February sometimes, but I think actually it's going to be in March now. But still, uh, those are two really big uh, holidays um, and festivities that fall during this season, during this time of the year, I I should say. But most importantly, most of the time what's on the minds, especially people that are not in areas that celebrate uh, Mardi Gras, you will be, you know, people will be thinking about uh, Valentine's Day. And uh, as a matter of fact, anybody that goes into a uh, shopping center or mall after Christmas, the day after, you'll see all of this red start to uh, appear. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, Christmas stuff on one aisle, Valentine's Day stuff on the other. So it's a it's a big deal. You know, if they can uh, do something commercial and, and, and capitalize it, they will. So it's very big. Well, you just gave me a great idea, Gina, because I would very much enjoy seeing this combination of Christmas, or I'll call it the Christ spirit, with Valentine's and our popular notion of it, of being the love spirit. Because if we combine those two and live it every day, instead of just on those particular holidays, where we have love in our hearts, and for some of us, if we want to call it Christ in our hearts, or the light in our hearts, or compassion for all of life, including ourselves, wow, what a beautiful world that would be. (laughs) Absolutely. Valentine's makes you... Puts you in the mood, I should say, you know, or at looking at love, seeking love, being with those you love. And it's not just connected to um, romantic, intimate relationships, but, you know, Valentine's should be all inclusive, you know, for parents and grandparents and grandchildren and, uh, you know, sisterhood. So and brotherhood. So it's um, it should be all inclusive. And I, I think they do have cards that you could give to your uh, mother and, you know, your dad and all sorts of things. You know, it's like they don't want to leave anybody out. 
<laughs> well, they certainly get us started at a very early age in certain parts of the world with giving little Valentines in your school, your little friends at school. But, you know, here we are, most of us are adults, and one of our favorite things to do and a way of expressing and exploring our love is through the tarot or through other oracles. So, of course, that's what we're going to be talking about today on Oracle Soup is how to work with the spirit of what we might identify as Valentine's Day and how we bring love together. How do we understand love? How do we get over the hurdles that are associated with love? And how can Tarot and other oracles and readings be a support for that? Absolutely. So looking forward to what we're going to add and cook into the kitchen here at Oracle Soup. So um, stay tuned and thanks to everyone for joining us and uh, welcome to all of our new listeners. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. Welcome back to Oracle Soup. And we have a hot, hot, hot topic in the kitchen that we want to explore with you, our Tarot and Oracle friends. And what we're talking about is Valentine's, Valentine's Day, and specifically readings and decks and ways of working with relationships, whether that relationship is with yourself or with a a beloved or other forms of love interest. And when I think about love, of course, I think about tarot coupling, and I think about the love expert, and I'm sitting here in cyberspace with her right now, Ms. Gina Thies. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I had never imagined myself being considered the love expert. Well, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of the two of us, you were clearly... Much more experience in that area. Well, I guess, you know, if you have to be known for something, that's not a bad thing to be <laughs> known for. <laughs> well, you know, um, basically, I um, no, I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. But, you know, it just came from um, the passion, <laughs> just being very passionate about figure, figuring out what for myself, it started off, what was I doing? Who was I choosing after a string of uh, anybody that's gone through a string of uh, failed relationships um, could probably oh, so relate from you. your, yeah, it your could, personal life it started, in that it search. Started, yeah. in that search and, and, and wanting to, um, you know, because you girl, women have friends, you know, girlfriends, and they want to tell you, you know, who you shouldn't be with or not, you know, what you should choose. And I, um, I just, I just guess, you know, I really never had a strong um, model, I should say, in terms of what is it should, that I should be doing in dating and, and what to learn, how to be in a relationship, how to fall in love. You know, we have the movies, we have songs. Um, and in my case, I had a mother that said, nope, not that one, you know, but which one? Nope, not that one. And then, you know, it's like, but you're not teaching me anything about what it is. And I think um, I think a lot of us go through that um, where, you know, we have that talk about the birds and the bees, maybe. But uh, who really ha- takes the time out and uh, tries to actually help 
their children, um, and I think it's really important to, and, and part of the rearing process to help them understand what they're looking for, what they should be looking for, and not just about someone to take care of you and someone to be there when you're going to die and, you know, or have kids with. There's so much more. One of the things we're kind of balancing right now is the reality of relationships and then the, the myth or the glamorization of things like Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And and I know you've even done some research into the history of Valentine's Day because, you know, we, we are so uh, influenced by the media. And it's true, the media in many ways is informing us about what to look for in a relationship or what a relationship looks like. And for those who actually get that information from their parents and their family and it's really positive and affirming, bless you. <laughs> but for the rest of us, you know, we need help. And uh, so tell us about that, Gina. Sure. Well, you know, um, I am really big on one of the things in anything that I do, if I'm going to research something, I always ask one simple question. Where did it come from? Or how far back did that go? Or where did they start that? They got it from somewhere. In our history as as, um, in civilization, we've borrowed, we've taken things, we've changed things. We, I mean, it's a simple fact that once someone conquered something, they replaced their God or just because of being in the same vicinity, they shared their gods and goddesses. This is, this is from way back. And then these things, of course, over time morphed into things and especially like the holidays and seasons that we uh, carry on as our traditions. Both these things come from somewhere. And, um, I think my research actually started in looking into uh, the lover's card. Um, And so while that, you know, we don't want to get into a a tarot history thing right now, but uh, just my my research started into, okay, what's going on with the lover's card? And why is the lover? So most people think of the lovers. And so they do think of romance or unions or dating. That's only one little segment of what the lover's card could be about, but um, it's so much more. I think I was writing about the lover's card for Valentine's. Uh, it, you know, it was just like, what card would fit? Of course, the lovers, Valentine's, right? So just to, to, going back, looking into a little bit of about what Valentine's. So in the history of Valentine's, <laughs> what's funny, if from this, people may get a different idea of Valentine's. So you have a couple of things that are um, symbols that are associated with Valentine's. One being the what? The heart, right? Right, the heart. And, the and heart. Cupid. Cupid. And uh, the color red, you see red Mm -hmm. all over. The first, uh, I guess, story or legend that comes up is um, St. Valentine, a Roman priest. And um, I think uh, I'd say, let's see, the dates here I have were about 269 AD. There are many, many legends and stories, but um, it had something to do with being able to not perform marriages or one of the Roman emperors was canceling marriages or something. And so, of course, um, you know, all saints have to do miracles. Uh, <laughs> but this uh, this Valentine fell in love with a, with a girl. And it's a, like almost a classic love story, you know, that forbidden or taken away love. And um, he ended up signing a note that said, from your Valentine. So you get that. That's why you get from your Valentine. That's one of the legends, but that's where you would get, we get the name Valentine. Uh, If you 
go back a little bit further around the same time, there was a Roman festival known as Lupercalia. And Lupercalia was a uh, festival in which the the celebrants were, because um, it goes back to ce- celebrating um, uh, Romulus and Remus, Oh, who yes. were suckled by the she-wolf. And so uh, the priest... And that's how they established Rome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the priest um, would sacrifice uh, a goat and a dog, um, and they would smear the blood, which is where you get the red, uh, smear this blood on their foreheads, and the young men and women would uh, run around prancing naked. And uh, in one story, the little strips, they would tear these um, strips from the animal skin, and they would run around and actually slap each other um, with this little strip. And so that that whoever you slapped or struck with this piece of bloody... Um, uh, material was um, it's kind of like the May Day fertility, and so it was um, kind of like yeah, it was kind of like um, you know I'm striking you, and it was fertility, and that meant that's who you were going to probably choose to to have a good time with, as I would say. How did we get to where we are today? If you can tell us sort of briefly, a lot of the pagan festivals, of course, have morphed into under the guise of. Uh, of the church into more, um, I guess, uh, uh, Christianized version. Uh-huh. And so there's always a replacement. So you have your symbols, you've got red, which is a popular, you know, that's the, when you think of Valentine's, you think of red, but the red is a symbol for blood, which is about life force and about fertility, which is, you know, if you're connecting lovers, you're usually going to have something going on there with mating and that sort of thing. So it all relates to fertility. Interestingly enough, this comes also into um, kind of dovetailing into Mardi Gras, uh, which is another festival about, um, you know, that last, uh, all of this was like a lead up to this, you know, once a year you get to just live free and uh, party and um, you have um, people who are kings for a day. So role reversals and um, it boils down into, you know, kind of having a, a, a period of, of just set being set free and, and living in chaos and drunkenness, which is um, sounds very not, Dionysian. Yeah, it, very <laughs> much so. And that's where you get um, in Mardi Gras. If you go to a Mardi Gras parade, you actually have a, uh, the, the crew of Bacchus, which celebrates Bacchus and, and the mm-hmm. big, uh, you have the, the, the white uh, cow, the white bull, I think, which is uh, one of the gods ended up, turning in himself into a white bull. I think it's Zeus and, uh, and then Bacchus. And so the crew of Bacchus is very much about, you know, all of their floats are themed very beautifully. Um, one is the, the big fat bull, the bull, the gruff. Mardi Gras is all about, you know, before you go into Lent, which is the time to be good because <laughs> austerity. Yeah. And... It's time to leave all of yeah. those vices alone and try, time to uh, really set your sights on to really thinking about, um, you know, um, your spiritual life, your spiritual life. Yeah. 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 So you get a break from that. How interesting. And now we have our modern interpretation of Valentine's Day, which is I'm going to either secretly or overtly let somebody know that I'm interested in them, that I'd like to 
maybe either go the fertility route, like you mentioned before, or at least the romantic side. So instead of coming, you know, that secret person that I've got my eye on, instead of going slap him with this bloody thing, (laughs) you just send him a nice little heart. That's that's the transition. I mean, really, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, you're you're not doing this really gross thing, which you know, then I'm I'm sure was not. But now you send him a nice little red. Um, heart or card now or box of candy which is pretty much the same thing this is why we you know want to um, we're doing these things over and over again in in many many guises but that's basically the message so how does this connect up with tarot then my Gina probably in the top five reasons a person um, is uh, seeks the wisdom of um, a practitioner be it using tarot or any uh, other divination tool. I think love and matters of the heart are probably within that top five. For tarot, which is my tool of choice, I um, have found ways to use tarot to specifically uh, deal with matters of the heart. Um, And the result of that was my book, Tarot Coupling, which is about not so much um it's not about the tall dark stranger you're going to meet it's about why you choose the people you choose to be um in a relationship with and looking at partner choices well that really makes sense in light of what you told us as your inspiration what kind of set you on that pathway Mm -hmm. because you were saying hey i need to learn not only what's not the best choice but how to make better choices in my life in terms of partnership or love or exchange and so valentine's is interesting if i can just very grossly sum this up a little bit Mm -hmm. it sounds like if we carry on some spirit or some essence from that history of valentine's one is is the exploring of a new potential love interest Mm -hmm. and not quite knowing where it's going to go, but at least saying, hey, I'm willing to open the door. I'm willing to to take a risk. And a little bit like the fool, I'm willing to leap in, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) taking Mm -hmm. a lover's leap, as they say. Right. And the other one is honoring someone who's already in your heart, someone that you already have feelings for, uh, including yourself or, like you said, a grandparent or a parent or uh, even a sibling maybe, Mm -hmm. people that you carry in your heart. Many of us are in a variety of places where that place is a solitary path. Uh, a a path of yearning and desire, uh, a path of satisfaction and deepening. There's a lot of different ways we can relate to our hearts and to relationships in general. And I think we are trying to stay within the realm of relationship here. So uh, let's talk about very briefly some tools that we can use, whether it's a deck or a layout to actually enhance those explorations in terms of the book and i want to mention that again tarot coupling i have a specific system in within the book that tells you basically about the um, factors Um, it it proposes that um, and based on um, a lot of the um, perspectives out of psychology about the the it proposes that you can't help who you fall in in love with. I mean, you can't resist because of certain, a number of factors. Can Um, I add something to that, by uh the way? I don't know if this factor is specifically in your book because I don't quite remember this. But, you know, they even say that scent, 
like our olfactory senses, the way somebody smells is a psychological trigger for uh, letting us know who we're attracted to. Some people will say we could have karmic or past life uh, material with that person that we're trying to take a little further or complete in some way in this lifetime. Right. Now, I didn't go into necessarily the karmic aspect, um, but in terms of the, the sensory um, in the senses and the smell, um, that is when we talk about we have the right chemistry, our chemistry. I mean, I think people reference that as a way of how they um, kind of mesh and interact and the feelings. All of that goes into what they're smelling. And it really is a chemical Reaction. I mean, they've done a lot of studies on this. It, it depends on where a woman is in terms of that time of the month or where she's ovulating. She smells different. The man smells different when, you know, it's like all of those things happen. But it's also uh, the chemistry is about what you are familiar with. And that's uh, it's not so much that, oh, you know, I had, we had this really great mix of chemistry. It's that you, this is a connection you've made because you're remembering unconsciously stuff that you know something your your parents did or something your dad said the way you know you're remembering it's like it may not be the exact same thing but it's that same feeling we may want to take all these things into consideration but not necessarily let them meet be the deciding factor right so let why don't each of us in the little bit of time we have left um, propose either a, a layout or a deck or both that we think might help people who are listening right now to explore or at least to begin to explore that especially around valentine's day i have a spread that i think is wonderful uh, to use specifically for relationship readings. And it's actually a relationship spread that comes from Tarot for Love and Relationships by Eleanor Jacoby. Um, it's a wonderful book um, that I actually um, have used for quite a, some time. And this spread is a nine card spread. And maybe I will do a scan of it um, or do a diagram and send it and post it for our listeners. But what it is, since there are two people in a relationship, you would do four cards for partner A and four cards for partner B and one card in the center. So it looks like the letter H, right? So you've got two vertical lines and you've got a card in the center. On partner A's side, um, and let's just say it's a male-female relationship, so you would say um, the first card would be how she reveals herself. So that's card one, position one. Position two would be for partner B, and that would say how he reveals himself in a relationship. So what it would look like is, um, let's just say, for instance, if you've got the judgment card for card one and uh, the fool for card two. So you would look at how uh, these cards tell how each other, how they act towards each other and what's presented on the outside. So, um, or what they see. And I love that because it's, it's like I use and using this spread as I have for a while, it really gives you immediately kind of like what is the the kind of the pulse of the relationship what's going on what's being presented cards three and four is how 
each partner sees the sees you. So it would be this is say for instance if it were my spread, um, it would be how I saw my husband, and then the card would be, the other card for his side would be how he saw me, and then under that you've got um, the next one is about how they each feel about or regard the word she uses is regard, but how they they um, what their assessment is of the relationship from their you know from their perspective and then under that what they each um, desire um, either desire of the partner or desire of the relationship and then that center card is what's it all about meaning you know either that could be the focus of the reading what they're hoping to achieve i mean the thing about it is when in in terms of readings it's like you you know always keep in mind it's like you can't make another person do anything in a relationship you can only control you hey i also in the minute or two we have left like to share some things and uh for instance there's your book of course tarot coupling gina Thies. there's also tarot d'amour uh, find love, sex, and romance in the cards, and that's from Cooch and Victor Daniels. Uh, there's also another really cool, kind of sexy, youthful book, and that's Tarot Diva from Sasha Graham. And of course, there's plenty of amazing decks, everything from the sweet and sensual and romantic all the way up to the sexual and the erotic. And uh, if you want more information about those, you can go to my website and look at my article about sexual symbolism and meaning in the tarot. But I'd like to share also a layout which is very similar to yours, but it takes it in a, a little bit of a different direction. Mm-hmm. And so the layout is very similar in the sense that you have two vertical rows, one for each person, person A and person B. Uh, and you, you, if you're doing a reading for yourself, of course, it might be A or B. Uh, and then the other person would be your, your love interest. But those vertical cards, there would be seven of them, and they would represent the seven chakras. And so it's telling you what's going on for each person individually in the different areas of their life, from the spiritual to what's going on with their hearts, how open is their heart, how closed is it, their sexual center, like the second chakra, Mm -hmm. and so on. And then, based on what comes up between those two individuals, A and B, then you start selecting cards to come between them, kind of like your H, where you had the, the, you might think of it as the center column, but what kind of connects them? What's going to help them bridge some of those challenges that they might have? Oh, I love or that. Make, or make something stronger. And so that part can be either very specific, like yours was in your example, or it can be very random, or it can be very spontaneous because you can say well look we want to have more of a connection in our hearts so let's pick a card for our shared heart chakra in this relationship which would be the fourth chakra the fourth card so i for real specific relationship readings uh, that's one of my favorite go-to's i have some other ones too but i don't think i have time to go into all of them but you know what hopefully we'll be doing oracle soup next year on this topic and we'll bring a lot more to the table yes uh, or unless you want to know more are you our listeners meaning you want to know more you can um, send us in your uh, topic suggestions or uh, comments and uh, we'll we'll maybe talk about relationship stuff some more (laughs) 
Absolutely. And you know what? We will name or at least try to list uh, the beginnings of some of these uh, book recommendations and maybe a few deck recommendations. You can find them on our website at oraclesoup.org. And we might even have on the Facebook page. What do you think, Gina? I think so. I think we need to do that. Lots of information. This is all about information, sharing, learning, and, um, you know, having resources. So definitely. All right. Well, on that note, hey, we've been cooking in the kitchen here. And I know we put in a lot of the historical things to help you understand the roots of the holiday itself. But, you know, if I can be a little spiritual for a moment, I truly believe in my heart that love is eternal. And so at any moment, you can tap into the spirit of Valentine. You can tap into the spirit of love and Sometimes the cards or whatever your oracle choice is can be the inspiration or can help you in some way to open up that heart further. And so that's what I'd like to celebrate for Valentine's Day. That's something we can celebrate on an individual level as well as as a couple or as a family. Absolutely. And happy Valentine's Day to you, my love. Oh, you too, my love sister. Okay, well, this has been fun. Thank you for spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.com. Dot wordpress.com for hot new servings of our saucy talks as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C O U N S E L I N G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now. <laughs>